You're listening to the Sportsman's Empire Podcast Network brought to you by Full Sneak Gear. Check out their entire lineup at fullsneakgear.com. Also be sure to check out our entire stable of podcasts at sportsmansempire.com. New from Moultrie Mobile, the Feed Hub offers first-of-its-kind cellular connection and control for nearly any spin cast feeder on the market. When used with the Moultrie Mobile app, you can monitor feed and battery levels, run feeders on demand, receive alerts when feeders are clogged, and remotely adjust feeding times. The Feed Hub is ideal for anyone who maintains feeders. Remove the guesswork and save time by planning feeder maintenance before you drive to your hunting property. For more information, visit MoultrieMobile.com. Outdoor Edge knows that providing a freezer full of meat is part of the reason we all hunt. And what better way to bring it full circle than to process your own wild game? Outdoor Edge provides a full lineup of traditional and replaceable blade hunting knives and complete wild game processing kits to bring your wild game from the field to the freezer. Visit OutdoorEdge.com and at checkout, enter the discount code N-A-T-I-O-N-3-0 for 30% off. This is the Nine Finger Chronicles podcast, brought to you by Vortex Optics. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Nine Finger Chronicles, and we got a good one today. Do you have a friend out there that just kind of loves life? I try to go through my life just loving every moment of it and, and trying to take advantage of everything that's given to me through Mother Nature or whatever avenue, right? Just just really enjoying my time being alive and, and being present and being right here. And today's guest, as you listen to this, you will definitely get that vibe that the dude just loves life. And uh, today we're going to be talking with Zach from the Hunting Public Crew, and uh, he's just going to BS with me for a little bit. We talk about turkey hunting. We talk about uh, his recent uh, move to Colorado. We talk about, you know, things he's got going on as far as hunts this year, why he loves life, and and even we talk about... uh, you know, running through the woods with long hair and some of the obstacles that that can uh, present uh, for for a hunter who spends a lot of time in the woods. So it is a it is an excellent BS session with a person who just loves life straight up, loves life. So I'm just going to get right to the episode. OK, but we do have to do a quick commercial break. Um, if you if you are looking for a mobile app that's going to actually help you document and catalog your time in the woods, whether that's through scouting, whether that's through deer encounters, whether that's through uh, saving trail camera pictures in in the app as well, then you need to check out HuntStand. Uh, You can go to HuntStand.com and you can read about all of the functionality that this that this app offers and it's very affordable i mean compared to the other uh, i guess the other hunting apps that are on the market it's way less but you get way more you get uh, up-to-date satellite imagery and i mean every month they're they're redoing the satellite imagery and on top of that they're also um 
just the functionality and the features are just endless, it seems like, and, and they continue to grow that. So if you want to find out more information, go to huntstand.com or download wherever you download your apps. And I believe you can do it right from their website as well. Tons of information. Go check it out. Wasp archery. Again, I don't know. <laughs> every time I talk about wasp archery, there's a little James Hetfield from Metallica just playing Seek and Destroy uh, on my on my shoulder. I don't know why, but there, that's my connection is Wasp equals Seek and Destroy by Metallica. And if you haven't ever heard that song, go listen to it and then and then make your opinion on Wasp broadheads. They just destroy everything they hit. And uh, I am a huge fan of those. And as we can all agree on, right? Like if you, if you smoke a deer through the heart, it's going to die. But it's the marginal shots where the broadhead... Um, really performs and I've I'll be honest I've had some marginal shots over the years and because of a great broadhead that's made in America and it's made from some of the best materials that are available it allows great penetration and awesome blood trails and damage to the animal and that's what we want right the the most ethical clean kill as possible so if you want to find out more information about their fixed blades and their mechanical heads, uh, go check out wasparchery.com. And then lastly, we're talking about Ozonics. Man, I'm a huge fan of using ozone to not only, you know, reduce my scent profile in the woods while I'm hunting in the tree stand or hell, even from the ground, but also outside of the field in the, uh, you know, in the a garage. I hang my clothes up. I run it in, in the uh in the closet or in their, uh, oh geez, the dry wash bag. There it is. The dry wash bag. Hang your clothes, run a dry wash cycle, get that ozone on your clothes. It kills the prof, uh, the all the scent and odor and bacteria that, you know, that has. And then the next time you're walking in the woods, you feel scent free. And if you play, if you play it all right, man, it's like there's days where you just seem invisible in the woods. And I owe that a lot to uh, Ozonics. So go check out OzonicsHunting.com. And if you do decide to purchase a, uh, oh, where's it at? If you do decide to purchase one of their units, you can enter the discount code. Uh, and I'm completely unprepared for this. Don't have the discount code. Text message me. Text. Get uh, tech. Oh, here it is. I got it. I got it. Discount code is NFC21, and you get a free dry wash bag with purchase of any one of their units. Wasp is nine fingers two zero two one for twenty percent off. That's the number nine, followed by the word fingers two zero two one for twenty percent off any purchase. And then Hunt Stand is. Uh, SN20 for 20% off uh, there as well. So take advantage of those. Commercials are over. Introduction is over. Let's get into today's episode with Zach from the THP. Three, two, one. All right. On the phone with me today, Zach from THP. Man, how we doing? Doing great. Just, uh, just trying to get a bunch of turkey videos done currently before... I get to go turkey hunting in real life. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> I tell you, I, I tell you this. Um, and we've had a very short Instagram discussion about this. Like, I I only get fired up about turkeys when I am actually turkey hunting, 
And it's, uh-huh. it, I feel like, are you the opposite? I don't know, man. Like I've been thinking about this a lot because in some years I'm like so stoked to go turkey hunting right now. And in other years I'm like, I don't know, more caught up in deer. And actually this year is one of those years where I'm a little bit slow to transition into the turkey hunting excitement. It's not that I'm not excited for it. It's just that like I'm a little hung up on deer because I think the reason being is, is last or this past fall, I guess, was slower for our whole group. And I mean, I like me personally, I was no exception to that. I didn't shoot a buck until the very last hunt, which was um, muzzleloader hunting with with a group. We've been doing that for a couple of years or three years now, hunting as a group during muzzleloader season in Ohio. And I had like some close calls hunting during archery season i missed a buck in south dakota i had a bucket like eight or nine yards in ohio during archery so those close calls during archery season um were really just building up to when i finally got a crack at one during the muzzleloader season and that was like kind of the climax of my deer hunting season was like basically the last, you know, few days that I hunted. Yeah. Um, so kind of just like playing off the high of that, I was, you know, struggling to transition back into Turkey. So it varies, you know, year to year, I'm like a little more excited than others, but, um, I'm starting now that I'm editing these videos, I'm like really getting full on into that. And when I'm sitting here editing, I, I have, I have diaphragm calls sitting right next to me. So I'll pop those. <laughs> so it's like, I'm getting there, you know? Yeah. And, and I think, you know, as soon as you get a couple, you know, smells of spring is what really does it was oh, like yeah. when you get that smell of like a little bit of green vegetation starting and that's, that's really when it starts getting, getting exciting. So yeah, I'm, I'm stoked for it i mean it's it always ends up being like my favorite thing to do so yeah yeah i tell you what it's funny you mentioned smells and one of it's weird to say but one of my the biggest indicators where it's time to go look for mushrooms or you know or start pan fishing or um go go turkey hunting is one of the first big rains of the spring and all the earthworms come out of the ground mm-hmm. to the driveway or on the grass and the streets are covered with earthworms those are that that's like it's time like it's okay. winter's over dude <laughs> yeah it's yeah it's so true it, it is weird too how to me like different different uh like areas or time frames like you can be in in the mountains in september and you start to smell fall a little bit earlier yeah you know but but then it's like October, late October around, you know, Halloween in the, in the Midwest and you start to really get that fall smell and then, so, you know, kind of so on and so on and all the way down to like spring, like you said. And it's like cool how we we always start turkey hunting or pretty early, about mid to late March is generally when we start. And to go from like, so I live in Colorado now and to go from Colorado back to like Iowa or Missouri, wherever I meet up with the rest of the guys. And then like on down South, just like how that smell change changes to where all of a sudden you're like, you get down there and you're finally like, Oh, okay. 
Yeah. Like it is going to be turkey season tomorrow, you know? Yeah. I feel you, man. Uh, and, and I say that, right. I, I always, I talk a little trash on, uh, turkey uh, hunting, but I have an absolute blast when yeah. I go. And for me, I've killed enough turkey. I feel in my life that I, I absolutely love sitting back and calling for another hunter. And mm-hmm. I don't know what it is. I think, I think it's because you get to observe the entire scenario and not have to worry about the shot when mm-hmm. you're the hunter, right? You're, you're focusing on pulling the trigger and trying to get that right. Tom, that Tom in. And, but for me, I just, it's almost like watching a movie. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's super fun to, it's fun. That's the fun part about turkey hunting. I think to me is like just being with multiple people oh, yeah. and being able to hunt as a group like that. Like I'm, I'm becoming as time goes on, just more and more obsessed with making hunting like a group thing as yeah. much as possible. I mean, obviously I like, don't get me wrong. I love going by myself. And like, to be honest, I sometimes long to go by myself. Like, I'm just like wishing so bad that I could just go alone Yeah. because I know how much more efficient in some situations I would be. But yeah. on the other hand, like hunting with people really just helps me like get a different perspective. And um, I mean, there's pros and cons to that. Like, Sometimes that can make you overthink things, but sometimes it just gives you the confidence of like, like I do this constantly because I'm always with, with at least one person yeah. filming Well, I'm either filming them or, or they're filming me. And it's like this constant check-in where it's like, Hey, I'm thinking we kill, go right up here. What do you think? And if they say yes, it's like, okay, my confidence goes through the roof. Yeah. You know? And, and I really enjoy that. And I think that's the fun part about turkey hunting. But, I mean, the number one thing about, turkey hunting to me is it's fun yeah to be with people it's, i love being in the spring the other thing is and like this is where my argument for people that are against turkey not 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 against turkey hunting but like you said talk trash on turkey i think yeah. it to me turkey hunting has taught me as much about all hunting as any as any deer hunt has yeah. you know like you know learning how to not move learning to when to move or you know when to make these certain decisions and the fun fun part about it for me is we've been to so many different areas that it's like you just get to learn how animals deer turkey hogs bears elk whatever just moving through areas while you're turkey hunting it's like it's a constant scout it's a constant um like challenge of like just your woodsmanship skills in general and i think just adding that with the um team aspect or that like group hunting aspect of it yeah is just and it's just i do love it it just gets me outdoors in a time that i love being outdoors the spring's like to me it's got to be the best time absolutely i, I think it's because i hate winter so much yeah i feel you <laughs> i feel you so uh you mentioned you're out in colorado like what what uh sparked that move well so it kind of goes back a, a pretty good ways i mean the 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 main spark is my girlfriend lives out here so that's what got me coming back out here consistently but like um i think it's been 13 or 14 years ago now my aunt and uncle moved out here they had lived in ohio all growing up or all the whole time i was growing up and then um, they moved out to Colorado, 
I think I was a freshman in high school and, um, they moved out here and I would, my family would come out to visit them and it, it was just always super cool to me and so different. And pretty much right when I first started coming out here, I was like, man, I want to live out West someday. Like that's a, that's like a life goal of mine is to live out West. And, um, through my aunt and uncle, I met my girlfriend and, um, I think it's 20, well, right about the time we started THP in 2017, I started coming out here and, um, started kind of living out here during the off season, um, more and more as time went on and probably about 2019, I think is when I really started coming out here pretty much the full time during the off season. And for a while I was just living in my aunt and uncle's basement, kind of bumming there and then, um, eventually yeah yeah man i'll tell you i'll tell you this right now i absolutely love colorado i i don't know what what it is about that state obviously it's way different from iowa but i absolutely love love uh colorado it's got so much to offer yeah me too i i love the um the new opportunity that i have being out here like just being able to learn more about elk and mule deer and whitetails too. Yeah. Um, and turkeys as well. I mean, there's kind of all of it out here and that's, and you know, really in close proximity, there's plenty of good whitetail hunting. There's plenty of good other, you know, States to hunt elk. And yeah, the other cool thing is, is being in Colorado, I'm not terribly far from the Midwest and I can always just jump back over and buy an over the counter deer tag, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. So are, are you a resident there? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Fifty nine dollar elk tags. <laughs> well, I I, I wonder awesome. I wonder what uh, for you what's did did losing the Iowa elk tag come in or excuse me the Iowa elk tag did losing the the every year <laughs> Iowa hunt come into play when making your decision? No, no. No. I was more than happy to do something different. To be honest, I and the main reason is I mean I like. I really like traveling um, the most and the ability to hunt elk every year um, really just was more exciting than hunting whitetails in the same place all the time because now I feel like I got a better excuse to just go somewhere else, you know, and if I ever need my Iowa fix, I, I can go film my buddies that are still residents there, you know, like Jake and Jake, Ted, Aaron, and Greg are all still Iowa residents. They all still live there. Yeah. So yeah. Um, I just go back and film. And to be honest, that's as much fun to me as it is shooting. So yeah. I'm cool with it. <laughs> yeah, I feel you, man. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of in the same boat that you are right now. Like, I love Iowa whitetails. This is where I was born and raised. This is where I live. Love Iowa. I mean, my kids are in school, so I'm not going anywhere. But... I've hit this point where it's time to do something like I'm still going to hunt Iowa, but it's time to do something different. And, and that has led me to falling in love with mule deer hunting and hunting out yeah. in the plain States and, and, and uh, dipping my toe in elk and some other uh, Western type adventures. And I don't know, man, it's, it, it's, it's like, I don't want to be a one trick pony. I'm afraid of being a one trick pony. Yeah. That's dude. that. That's, exactly how i feel i 
I kind of, I've, I've definitely said a lot of times, like, I don't want to just be another person that makes hunting videos in Iowa. And, and not to say there's <coughs> anything against that. Just like, yeah, that's where the majority of it, you know, kind of comes from or close by. And, you know, that kind of just paints the same picture kind of over and over again exactly. as to like the strategy looks like. And the reality is, is the majority of, of whitetail hunters don't hunt anything. I mean, I shouldn't say anything like, but the, Iowa is very, very, very unique in a lot of different ways. And I mean, we could dive into that, but like, to, to me, I just think going to, you know, more, um, like hill country or like, but basically anything attached to the Appalachians is, is awesome to me and is very different than what you're getting in the, the true Midwest. And yeah. I think, I just think that it helps, um, me relate to more deer hunters and turkey hunters across the country when I, when I go explore those new areas versus just kind of hit that comfort zone of, of what I'd been hunting there in Iowa for five years or so. Yeah, so. absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And I'll tell you this, let me ask you this question and I'm, I'm going to, I'll, I'll make a comment first and then I want to, uh, I want you to answer this question. So I love places that make me feel obsolete. And what I mean, like what I mean by that is that in like places that you can go environments, terrain that you can stand in and it makes you feel like you might be the only human that is within a hundred miles. Right. Uh, and that's why I love going out to the prairie States because there's places out there that you don't really have to try very hard to get up on high and you can see forever and you may not see a building or you may not see a, you know, uh, a, a road, or if there is a road, a, not a car will come down it for an entire day. So yeah. do you have an environment that you are really drawn to? Yeah, I would, I would say I, that I relate really well to what you just said. I mean, I'm, I'm a big fan of getting away from people. And I think, um, I think there's some misconception with like how, how to do that. Like you, you mentioned like the plain States are great examples of being there. Um, even in, even in, uh, areas like Colorado, I found some pretty, you know, remote areas where I don't see a lot of people like elk hunting and stuff. But then, um, even back East, it's the same thing. Like you can find so many areas in those big, big mountainous area, uh, States like, um, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, I mean, even Ohio, Kentucky, yeah. Pennsylvania. I mean, the list goes on and on where like you get back in some of those areas and you're miles from the the road. You're like, well, there's no way in hell anybody's ever coming back here unless they're like, you know, seriously just like obsessed as obsessed with it as as we are. And like, which is, you know, not obviously there are people doing it, but it's like there's a lot of times, a lot of land that you can do it. And the one thing too related to that question that I really seek now is like, I seek fear. Like, I want to be afraid of something to be honest. Like I know that sounds kind of weird, but like when I look at a landscape and it's like, Oh, sh like that's, that's kind of scary. Yeah. You know, like, <laughs> I've never been in anything like that. Or is that, is that too steep? Is that, is that, uh, you know, or what are the hazards there? And it's like a little intimidating. 
um, from that standpoint. That's that's when I'm I feel like I'm getting it's just getting out of my comfort zone. And I really, yeah. really like doing that because I know it helps me grow as an outdoorsman in general. Yeah. And I actually am hoping to do some elk hunting in grizzly country this this coming fall. Okay. Um, and that's that's kind of like <laughs> one of those next step type deals where it's like I know people do it all the time. They do it with tons of confidence. I know obviously there's a lot of there's a lot of like prep work to be done to make sure and which I've already been tapping into, you know, the last couple of years, knowing that this day, you know, the day was gonna come where I was gonna go into grizzly country. But like that's kind of the next step of like seeking that intimidation. Like I wanna yeah. Want to walk around like a little, a little nervous, and and I, I think that you can get the, I'm able to get that experience in a lot of places uh, across the country, and I I do really really like that yeah. feeling like out of the comfort zone I guess yeah I'll tell you one of the first elk hunts I went on in Colorado, mm-hmm. um, we our our base camp was like at ten thousand. And so we had to hike up another thousand up this drain, big drainage to get to where the elk were at. And mm-hmm. we were walking on this trail and all of a sudden it just, uh, like it stopped and it washed out. And you know, here I am in Iowa. I've, I've other than hiking on regular trails in Colorado in the past and, or, cl- you know, trying to climb a 14 er I've never been really back country. Right. And so yeah. we come to this little this section where we did have to like sidestep side hill this thing for about a hundred yards and it was extremely nerve wracking. But when I did it, I got to the other side and I made it and I was like, I was afraid of falling and it was, it would have been a huge fall, but I made it and now I felt confident again. Mm -hmm. And then it's almost like it, something hits you and you're like, Dude, not only can I do that, but I know I can do more now. And then you look right. at the mountain, and it almost looks a little smaller. Yeah, yeah. I, you're exactly right. I think that um, just boosting that confidence, it it like makes you even more confident for the next thing. And that's that. That's what I really like about just off season time frame, especially living out here now, where it's like, if I just go try to cover as much ground as I can in the summertime, like if I get a chance to get out and, you know, put some boots on the ground and I just go boots or trail shoes. I mean, one thing that I'd spend a lot of time doing is just like, I try to like cover as much ground on trails as possible. So that way, when I look at a number, it doesn't freak me out. Yeah. So like, it's kind of like this weird mental training as much as it is physical training where like, if I go take an afternoon and map out, you know, uh, 11 or 12 miles or whatever, 10, 10 miles, give or take on either end. And I just go bust my ass and try to get as, you know, do it as fast as I can. A lot of times I'll just like run. And then when I get too tired of running, I'll, you know, hike as hard as I can and take off running again and basically do it as fast as I can. So then when I'm done, I can sit there and I say, okay, you know, I did this much distance in only this much time. Then when I'm actually out elk hunting and I look at the map and I see that that's seven miles over there, it's not going to freak me out because I know that I can do that. If I take my pack off, I can do that in, you know, this much time. And it it just really helps me 
kind of get perspective on everything and that it's that's a huge confidence boost for yeah. when you're actually out hunting and and that goes along with really everything in life right it's like it's like you got to not knock the rust off of the hinge and then it will work mm-hmm. better and yep. I, I man you're you nailed it there like that, that's the same thing with me even my first ever solo kind of going back to the backcountry when I was in South Dakota it was the first time you know I, I had slept in my truck but I had never hiked in I hiked in two miles and set up a tent by myself and not necessarily I wasn't afraid of the dark you know what I mean here I am 30 at the time I was like 39 years old it wasn't that I was afraid of the dark it was just like this is the first time I've ever done anything like this and I but but I did it and so the mental the mental training that went along with the the physical training it's like you're not thinking about it anymore and it you just you're hyper focused on the hunt then and uh when when you know you can do something like hey that that elk like what you said is over there seven miles let's go get it you know what i mean yeah 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 and i i think that hunting so much of it is mental i mean i that's not that's kind of cliche even um it, i relate a lot of hunting to sports as i like playing sports and i think that you know, a lot of playing sports is so mental. Like yeah. I was big, I really enjoyed football. And I just like, remember playing with so many people and just watched them like, like, you know, teeter mental, like mentally. And then it's just so easy to get off track and like yeah. mess up when you're, when you're not like super confident and mentally focused, mentally tough, whatever you want to call it. And in hunting it's so similar like as soon as you start feeling sorry for yourself because you got to walk up a hill which yeah. i mean i've been <laughs> i've been there right it's like you start feeling sorry for yourself you're like ah, I'm a, ah my knee hurts or ah, i'm tired of carrying this pack or i need yeah. some water or whatever it's like if, if you can train yourself to be you know how to just keep the level head during that time frame i think yeah. that it really makes hunting so much easier. And I, I definitely feel this year was interesting for all of our group because we had our definitely our slowest year in a while. And it was, it was funny because I, at the end of the season, I look back on it. I'm like, man, a lot of it was that like every mistake just seemed amplified when we weren't having success, you know what I mean? And then that's hard. It, it really is hard to mentally refocus again and then not make a mistake because one thing that I know like Jake and I did in, in um, Iowa, we were hunting, I was filming, filming him hunting there and like we were so close so many days in a row and we just kept waking up super early. We'd go, you know, we'd get done and we'd get home and we'd eat and we'd capture footage and blah, blah, blah. And by the time we go to sleep, you know, it's like probably later than what it should be. And then we wake up early we're sleep deprived, but we're just pushing so hard because because we think that we the right decision is just keep pushing, pushing, pushing. Yeah, and we kind of just mentally wore ourselves out to the point where like finally the day before the day I guess we hunted. Let's say it was like I mean it was a lot of days. Let's say it was like day fifteen. We hunted and we just like had some major mental errors made some mistakes, had a bucket point blank, should have had him, should have had him a shot at him for sure, but basically made some mental errors. And that day we, we like after that, it was like, okay, hold on. 
we need to quit pushing it. Let's go home. Let's like take care of some stuff. We'll take tomorrow off and then we'll get back after it, you know, two days from now. And we did that. We turned around and we killed a buck. Yeah. He shot, he shot one. And it was like, it's like all that boils down to is just like stressing yourself out mentally and like not just refocusing and like, it's, it's, I, I know it's so cliche, but it's like one of probably my biggest faults in hunting personally is that I'll just keep pushing, 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 pushing. Yeah. And it's like sometimes just that mental break is, is good. Now on the physical side, it's like a lot easier to not break mentally when you're, you know, physically ready to go and you're, you've, yeah. you know, like done that type of training, I guess. But um, yeah, the <laughs> one thing in hunting, man, is like, if you need a break, just take a damn break. <laughs> yeah. I feel you. It's, it's crazy because to a new hunter, a lot of the content that uh, I've put out in the past, uh, talking with a variety of people from all over the nation, is you're telling people, do not wait yourself to death. Meaning a lot of guys will go out and they'll just sit in a tree stand and they'll watch deer movement. This is just an example. And they won't capitalize on it or they won't move on it and they'll just sit back and they'll watch their opportunity pass them by. Then we have this example of what you just said where it's like, okay, I've, I've trained myself to not be uh, so sedentary and now I got to go, 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 mobile, 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 go, 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 go. And it's just like, okay, you can overdo that part of it as well. Totally. And, and you have to find this balance. And I think that's the, the key word here, right, is this balance. Yeah. And once you find the balance, it's going to tell you, man, like, uh, man, I'm trying to think of how it was 2017, I think it was 19 when I shot my buck. I hunted for like 10 days straight. And then I was like, you know what? I'm going to, I'm going to go home. And I went home for a night and, uh, and a day came back the next morning. And, uh, two, like, I think it was like three days later, I ended up shooting, shooting a buck, but I needed that. you know, I needed to see my kids. I needed a, that mental break and, uh, I got it. And it, 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 it's funny what the mind will do once you do sleep in that one oh, day yeah. and how crystal clear everything seems. Yeah. Yeah. It, it may seem like, yeah, it may seem crazy if you've never done it, because like I've definitely had my fair share of runs and seasons where I d I don't do it. But then yeah. when you do do it, it is it really is like you're a whole different person in some situations, especially if you're talking sleep deprivation. Like yeah. it's just straight up unhealthy. And like, yeah. I, oh, it's funny because I I always joke with my buddies. It's like I'm lucky that I get to watch game film constantly. Like. Yeah. Right now, I'm watching game film of turkey hunts, right? I'm, like, sitting here watching the subtle things that, you know, we maybe did right or what maybe we would do differently. And one thing that is always consistent is I can tell when I start getting sleep-deprived because me and whoever I'm hunting with, we start, like, getting way more irritable towards each other. Oh, like, yeah. It's like, <laughs> you know? And not that we're – not that we ever are, like – really pissed at each other but it's like you know you yeah. start snapping like what the yeah. hell are you doing like yeah. you know that stuff like that and it's it's very um obvious when you're looking at it from an outside like looking at it from the outside in it's like ah shit we should have taken a break there because yeah. like we were <laughs> we were starting to lose it a little bit we're com like complaining or not com or at least basically bickering back and forth too much and that's that's one thing that always holds true of 
um, of hunting is like sleep deprivation, not a good combo. And, and generally speaking, in my experience, I would say that when you take that break, you just like it's night and day difference in the success that you have. Like yeah. if you just take that break, it always ends up being better. Even if you feel like, oh, I'm getting that and that's always my battle. Yeah. Oh, I'm giving up. Oh, I should be out there, man. Like I should be out there. I can't get them from the couch. And exactly. it's like, yeah, that's true. But you can't also get them when you're like you're literally going insane because you haven't slept in <laughs> ten days. <laughs> right. 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 Yeah, that's crazy, man. And um, I know that when I'm refreshed, you know, and, and this is the access part of me. Like I'm a freak when it comes to thinking about access routes, right? So uh, when you're tired and you're exhausted, you are going almost straight line to a tree stand and you don't give a shit about what you bump and you get to the tree stand and you're just like, oh, then I didn't see anything because I took a shortcut. And then you start hate, hate, you know, uh, giving yourself hate speech yeah. and you're just like, you're an idiot. <laughs> and then that's when that's, but I'll tell you what, man, when I go to the mountains or I go out West and I know I have a big, you know, a big walk ahead of me, I am that guy who talks to myself and I'm just like, <laughs> this is going to sound weird, but I'm just like, you are a pussy and you're never going to make it. Okay. You are, you're, you're weak. You're never going to make it. And then I have this inner dialogue with myself and this might be like a mix of dementia or like a schizophrenia that I might have, but, but I'm, and then the other guy's like, I'm going to show you no way. Like I'm going to do it. And then I, you know, that's, that's how I motivate myself. I guess you could say. Yeah. No, I, 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 I don't know exactly what it is that like I say to myself necessarily, but yeah, I'm able to like, as soon as I, as soon as I, th I think that it's like, it's almost like I'm trying to think of a great example here. I mean, I, again, I, I always relate stuff back to sports and I don't know why I do this. I feel like it's actually happening more and more the further I get away from sports, but it's like when I'm doing something that's physically hard, it's just like, I kind of get those those things ringing in my ears back from the sports days. Like, yeah. oh, you can't do it. You can't like, you know, like I always remember. Here's here's just like an old funny story. I guess one that I think's funny that like I was I was playing football in middle school. I was a small kid. I didn't really grow at all until I was like a freshman or sophomore. Well, really, even as a sophomore, I was pretty small. Um, but then my junior and senior year, I kind of got to the size that I am now. But I was playing middle school football and I was in seventh grade. And at the time I had been playing corner because that's just kind of like the size that I fit into, right? The size right. and speed, whatever. And one time, and that's like, that was like my starting position. But one time during practice, I, um, when the first team offense was playing, I got to play linebacker and I was like, like, holy shit. Like, this is, this is it. Like, this is what I like want to play. Yeah. And I remember telling my buddies that and like a couple of them being like, you can't play linebacker. You're too small. And like, dude, I mean, to this day, that sticks in my head of like, you can't do that. You're too small. Yeah. And that's bullshit. It's like, I can do that if I want to. Like, yeah. I'm going to I'm going to do everything that I can to be able to do that. And I kind of just like that's like my motivation speech yeah. to myself is like you can't do that. And I like, let that ring in my ears. And it's like, well, I'm going to prove you wrong. You know? Yeah. 
Yeah, that's uh, that. I tell you, there's something about someone else telling you you can't do something. Like, oh, crazy. like, uh, and I'll, I'll, I'll take it straight to hunting when my yeah. wife, when my wife's like, well, I think you've, you know, maybe you should, you know, spend the weekend with the family, and I'm just like, I've spent 50 weekends with the family in a row. Now it's hunting season. I'm gonna do it, and it motivates me because I'm just like, get out there, kill something, come back home. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I, that that motivates me on on that kind of level. So, yeah, yeah. and I mean, it's the same thing for me. I, when I first started, uh, when I first started hunting off the ground. I started realizing that I was like, I liked it. Right. Yeah. That's like the number one reason I started doing it. It's like, man, this for me is just more fun. Um, and I remember people just being like, uh, talk about you can't, it's like, you can you, yeah, you might be able to get away with that there, but you can't do that here. And it's just like, that's not true at all. Like, <laughs> and, it's just like, I, I, and, I, and I'm going to just prove, I'm going to prove it. Right. It's yeah. like kind of what the mentality that took over. And I mean, it, I mean, it can become, um, yeah, it can be just become such great motivation. And, and it's not, it's not to say that I sit here and I'm like, Oh, I'm like going through life, like trying to prove everybody wrong. It's, not that easy. <laughs> it's, it's just like, I really, I really enjoy doing it. And it's like, I think, I think especially when it's something that you enjoy doing right. and you want, really want it. And somebody just wants to take that away from you for one. I mean, try not you know it's like i was trying not to surround myself with people that say that shit like, yeah i don't i don't want you to be bringing me down all the time yeah but... <laughs> <laughs> so, so like that, that, that's the one thing like if you can avoid being around people in your life like that that's yeah. good but, but then it's also just uh it's like i like doing that so i want to do it and like I'm going to go do it. Yeah. So like, whatever. I don't know. That's funny. It's like, it's almost like you have a little black book with a whole bunch of names in it. It's like in third grade, Miss Thomas told me I wasn't going to amount to nothing. Proved her wrong. <laughs> Check. <laughs> yeah. well, people, people listening to this are probably like, oh, dude, Zach just holds a grudge. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's a fact. <laughs> he, he still remembers, he still remembers seventh grade football. What the hell's wrong with this guy? Yeah, exactly. Oh, that's funny. I'm gonna I'm gonna change the the topic here a little bit, and I'll, I want to ask you a, a couple questions. One, did you go to college anywhere? Yeah, I went to Ohio University, um, which is in so like Southern Ohio. That's where I kind of like really, really started to fall in love with um, just big pieces of public land. Yeah. It was the first time I'd ever lived around something like that. So okay. yeah, that's where I went. All right, so college. What did you go to college for? It's kind of a weird. It's kind of a weird um, way of getting a major, I guess. So, like, when I was, I, I like strung it out as long as possible, like to the point where they were like, "Dude, you got to pick a major," <laughs> because I was undecided for like two years. You know, I'd done like all the gen ed stuff, right? And, even started kind of getting into doing some of the stuff that ended up being, you know, what I needed from the major that I decided on. But basically what my major reads is I'm a, it's a bachelor of specialized studies. So okay, that means you combine multiple majors into this thing that is your, your own major essentially. Yes. yes. And, 
um, I took, uh, like in, in to qualify, to have that as part of your, um, major, like what the, the, you know, those subjects drawn from, or it put into your major was you had to do a certain amount of high level courses in within those majors. And mine yeah. were media, outdoor recreation and geography. So yeah. it ended up being like really looking at it now pretty perfect um for what i do now you know get a little bit of you know uh, education on like social media and and filming and you know like editing and stuff like that and then a lot of just like team building stuff with outdoor recreation and um then with geography as well just learning a lot about you know different landscapes and you know it's like i'm i'm at heart i'm a total geography nerd you know like i do love geography and uh it's just it's just cool how that opportunity is out there i guess because for me it was like you know i don't really want to do any of those things like solely yeah but to be able to combine the three of them was pretty sweet yeah i uh i had a similar story um my college degree is a general studies degree with an emphasis in marketing. So I took, I basically took all of the classes that a marketing major would take, but didn't mm-hmm. get a marketing major. I got a general studies, which is means I had to do what you did and take um, a handful of classes in every, and it, and honestly it was because at 21, 22 years old, I didn't have a clue what I wanted to be when I grow up. You know what I mean? Or what I wanted to do after college. So this was just kind of an easy, if you want to say easy, an easy way to get a college degree and right. not have to, I don't know, write a thesis or whatever yeah. those those people did. You know what I mean? Yeah. And like for me, it was always like I want to, <laughs> as silly as it sounds, I always wanted to make YouTube hunting videos. Like I remember telling my parents when, you know, I was kind of going through that time frame of like trying to decide what to do in life. It's like, I don't really want to do anything other than make hunting videos and put them on YouTube. Like I remember being like in frustrated conversations with my parents of like my (laughs) life future, just saying like, what, what in ways felt like silly, you know, but it's funny then how it all evolved. And then it's like, Oh, well that, you know, that is, that is, the opportunity right now is to, to try to do that. And it, so really I feel like the most, I'm, I feel like I'm the most lucky person ever because I get to wake up and do exactly what I've always dreamed of doing ever since I was like, you know, 16 years old and I first picked up a video camera. It's like, I'm doing, I'm doing it every day. I'm with, you know, my friends all the time. I get to, travel around do all this cool stuff and it's it's crazy and the one thing that i wish i could go back and tell myself at you know 20 21 years old is is like if you just keep working for it it will work out you know like don't you know it's like to tell that to any young person with big dreams is like don't let anybody tell you that you can't do anything you know like it, it comes back to that where it's like I, I, my, my guidance counselor in high school told my, my parents that like, I needed to actually pick a real career choice, <laughs> go to college for it. I can't make hunting videos. <laughs> hunting videos is not a real thing, buddy. Okay. Yeah. 
and my my dad I, my dad tells that story and he'll be like <laughs> he's like and i was just like no actually he doesn't like you know <laughs> let, let him do whatever he wants like he'll figure it out yeah <laughs> whatever yeah it's just so how how that worked out yeah i want to throw a, a bizarro world question at you so like you know in the in the marvel multiverse there's different versions of everybody right and mm-hmm. sometimes they all meet up and or whatever but i want to yeah. i want you to give us a, a a multiverse version of zach who is not uh in i guess in the hunting industry who's not filming his hunts who who yeah. may still be a hunter but mm-hmm. is not making his living off doing it what like what where do you see yourself in that multiverse? Oh, yeah, this is a great question. I actually think about this all the time. Um, basic, like, I guess I'll answer it the way that I think you're asking it. It's like, yeah. I think if I was not doing this for a living, what I would be trying to do is is find a job where I could work really hard in the time that's not the hunting season and then just do, um, and then just basically like have that entire like time where I either basically quit or find a job where like there's just a relationship where it's like, hey, like I'm gonna just straight up dip out of here for like you know a month at a time, like yeah. you know. And and one one option that I've seen as being a good option is like um, firefighting out west. There's a lot of people that do um pretty hardcore you know firefighting i think i've always thought that would be like a cool option um my brother actually is another example he does um he lives up in ely minnesota and he does um like he guides um canoe trips out into the wilderness and then he's just recently started doing um dog sledding um, expeditions into the wilderness in the winter time. So like summertime he does, he does canoe trips, winter time he does dog sledding and he just, you know, spends all this time essentially just surviving in the wilderness. And, um, and he takes, he takes various groups of people out there. Um, anything from like at risk youth to, um, just like, you know, some, Church people groups in their, or if, things like that. Yeah, 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 or even like just just a group of people in their like fifties and sixties that are just like, ah, what the hell? Let's go out and go canoeing. You know. Yeah. So he he's he's with all these different groups, and you know, and I think about like what I would be doing if I wasn't doing this. It would be something along those lines where I could spend a whole bunch of time outside, just moving around and working like constantly on my feet, or it would just oh and and then on top of that trying to find something that i could balance um a lot of time that was my own time with work and i'd probably live you know um in a pretty mobile deal i think one of those like in your car <laughs> yeah pretty much pretty much like living in a uh like a truck camper or a yeah. um you know a van or something is something i would see myself doing I, and the reason is I just think that, like, I can't live without 
going hunting as much as possible yeah. or i or i'll literally just start going insane like it, it's it's dangerous yeah. it happens to me even in the off season where it's like okay it's been too long or i'm doing the same thing i gotta do something else and i start getting really irritable and like i just get cabin fever or like you know i get the worst case of it and i think that living in you know i think a lot of i guess what it comes down to is it just ends up being like decisions um to how to, how to get there and how to do what you want to do and and i think again it kind of comes back to or, or it's one of those things that i wish i could tell people that are young it's like don't worry so much about like what it looked like if you got a goal you'll get there if you continue to work towards it and Absolutely. you keep focused on that goal and i think that you know, if your goal is to just go hunting as much as you possibly can, as long as you never lose focus and give up on that, like there's totally like tons and tons of different ways you can do it. I mean, hell, I met a guy one time on public land that he was driving some, you know, little white car that was just a total beater. And we pulled up to the same piece of public as him and we start talking to him and, um, trying you know, we're just like, you know, Hey, where are you going? Or what, what you know, what are you thinking? Which way are you going? And, um, got to talking to him and he's like, he's like, man, he's like, I just love this, man. And he's like, I've been, I've been just doing this for years now. He's like, my kids graduated from high school. He's like, I got, I like basically just quit my job in the, during hunting season. And he's like, and I'll start, my boss knows that I'm going to do that. And he's like, I'll just quit for like two months. And he's like, and I'll just go right back to work. Like, you know, yeah. no big deal. He's like, I yeah. have this beater car. He's like, I don't have a, you know, I don't really have a whole lot of stuff. He's like, but I get to go hunting whenever I want. And it's just like, that's that, like, that's exactly the example that is so awesome to me where it's yeah. like, it doesn't have to be a hunting industry thing. It can just be that you love to do it. And I think that's, I think that's cool and inspiring, right? It's like, yeah. Hey, you know, if if this ever doesn't work out, like there's definitely other ways that you can make it work. And I think that's cool. Yeah. So it sounds to me like your goal uh, with just life in general is to be in a constant state of motion. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. If I, if I do too much sitting, it's like, we're just being like, like, uh, uh, too much of a pattern just like makes life. I feel like in this weird way, just kind of blur. Yeah, and if you're yeah. doing the same old, same old, at least for me, like that just, and 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 the beauty is when I say all this stuff, man, everybody's got different, like everybody likes different stuff. Like some yeah. people like the same old, and there's nothing. And I and I'm not trying to ever make it sound like I'm against that. It's just for me. Yeah, I get I get super. Um, I get to where like I'm like worried that life's going by and I'm not doing anything about it. If that makes sense. Yeah. So man, it's I, like, I know how you feel 100%. I know how you feel. <laughs> I get it. Yeah. I get it, man. Um, I got a buddy who is the same as this guy. I, I wouldn't be surprised if it was the guy that yeah. you, that you uh, met. I mean, this guy, he, he basically out of high school, he said, I want to hunt all the time. He was a bigger mm -hmm. hunter than me. Uh, but I don't want to work during hunting season. So what did he do? He got a job right out of high school, pouring concrete for the state, right? On mm -hmm. major interstates, building all this stuff. Mark my words. 
I think it's like the last week of September. They, it's an agreement that he has. They lay him off. And so October, <laughs> November, and December, he does not work. And then he comes back in January and starts like doing maintenance on all the equipment. So he is, he's off for three months, but when he's working, like in the summer, he's putting up 80 plus hours a week working. And that's what, that's what he does. Now, granted, this guy does not have a wife. (laughs) He does not have any kids. Um, so he has absolutely nothing holding him back. And then he does whatever he wants during the rest Mm -hmm. of in that three month period. And he is, he is, he's gone. Like he's gone, gone. He doesn't answer phone calls. Like he doesn't, he's not the social media guy. He's like, he's that guy probably in the same underwear for, for 30 days. (laughs) Yeah. I, it's like, that's the thing that, um, you know, I, I would say that I'm, I would, I'm jealous of, it's like, if I could, if I could do, I was just talking to my buddy Keith about this a couple of days ago or actually yesterday. It's just like, if I could just, not not if i could continue doing exactly what i'm doing but not have to like post anything about it if that makes any sense and like just do it off grid yeah basically that would be that would be ideal yeah and i i just because like uh i don't know i don't it's i think i'll trying to think let me let me let me guess yeah let me guess it's because for me I'll, I won't guess what you're going through. I'll tell you what I, I'm going through. Yeah. I've stopped I've stopped posting on social media as much. One of the reason is one of the reasons is I don't like social media. Straight mm-hmm. up. The other yeah. reason is I feel like the connection or the journey through hunting is mine alone. Right. And yes, I want to share it to inspire people if I can, but mm-hmm. I don't feel like I really want to drop every single day of my hunting into a video or into a hunting because it's, it's, it's almost like a one-on-one with mother nature. Yep. Yep. Yeah. It's like, it's like such a personal exactly thing. It's like, I am out there for the fun and the challenge of it and what it does to me, you know, cha- how it challenges me physically and mentally. And like, I do the things that I do. Like I, 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 you know, I make the posts, I suppose, if you will, like posting YouTube or on social media or whatever, because it allows me to go do that. Exactly. Yeah. But it's like, I didn't have to do that. I wouldn't, I I guess I would share the things with my buddies, just like I always did. Yeah. You know, it's like, I, and I probably still film stuff because I do genuinely enjoy hunting with part you know a hunting partner that's we're filming and we're going back and forth we're like one day i'm filming then he's hunting and, and that's like what we did in in high school before we even high school and college before we even started um doing any of this like you know as, as a job i guess but it's like uh yeah i i guess i just don't i don't want people also to think that like it's about like any i Man, I'm struggling with the words to find, but I don't want people to think like uh, that I'm I'm out there. Like somebody commented on a video recently, it was like Zach Zach's high five and he's only high five and because he knows that's content. It's like that couldn't be any further from the truth. Like I don't care if we go hunting and get a video of it or not. It's like 
I literally am out there because I love it. That is the yeah. only reason that I'm out there is I was like, I love hunting. I'm not out. There's never a day that I'm out there that I'm forcing it. Never, never one time ever. And it's never forcing it to get content. It's like, yeah. I'm out there because I want to. It's like, if I didn't have to, if I didn't have to go back and edit or, you know, share anything and it's, and it's not, I, I guess I don't want that to come across in the wrong way ever. I don't, I don't know how that it would, but it's like, I just do this because I love it. And that's yeah. really, is, is the best way to put it, I guess. And that guy uh, is being a D bag because he <laughs> wants to do that all the time. Right. He probably has a shitty job or he doesn't like his job per se. And the only way that he can really vent and and express his uh, frustration is to go to someone that he actually probably respects and likes and is just like, man, I wish I could do what he does. Right. Right. Yeah. And it's like, uh, I guess the reason I always say all those other things, you know, those other routes of what I would want to take if I wasn't doing this is to hopefully inspire somebody and say like, Hey, I do believe the opportunity is out there. You don't have to do it the same way that I did it. And I mean, like I said, I'm saying that I wouldn't post stuff if I didn't have to. That doesn't mean that I'm not super thankful for the opportunity. And I'm super thankful for the support of all the people that have, you know, reached out and said positive things about what we've been doing with THP. Like I am, forever thankful for that because if yeah. it wasn't for those people i wouldn't be able to do it the way that i'm doing it and it would probably yeah yeah it, it would open up new challenges in life and how to and work around it and you know i'd probably um be a, it would be a lot harder to do the things outside of hunting that i'm doing if yeah. that makes sense yeah like m- move here and live with my girlfriend like i probably wouldn't be able to do that as easily if you know this there wasn't all this support i mean we, we it's just yeah so i don't want to make it sound like i'm not grateful it's just um it's i don't do it because i want somebody to like like yeah. my photo you know what i mean exactly like, I don't get about that it's like i want my buddies to like think it's cool and want to listen to my hunting story but uh, you know at the end of the day i just want to go hunting because i love it and it's yeah. and uh, yeah that's Simply put. Yeah, absolutely, man. Absolutely. All right. So another, another turn here. This is, yeah. <laughs> this is something that I think about and I don't know. I work different. My, my head works different, but when you're out there running around in the timber, climbing mountains, has your hair ever gotten stuck in like a fence or like, like you get your head yanked back because you're trying to make some fast moves? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> Yes. I actually had a, probably my worst one of all time uh, just recently happened on that. It was on that muzzleloader hunt. We were, um, there's three of us that we were making a loop around this bedding area that we were targeting and, and we were doing, we were in, in a hill country, real, real steep, rugged hill country and doing deer drives, which is, has proved to be like probably for one, one of the most fun things that I've ever done but probably well hunting wise it's got to be my favorite way to hunt yeah. just because you're with a group there's so much strategy going on everybody's on the same team and it's like it does feel like sports like it's it, it's like everybody's got a job and when everybody does their job right things go well yeah but it's yeah. like 
it really takes that team effort and you just get so much experience because everybody sees some different stuff and then you kind of go back and it's like this constant just learning process and the other funny thing is is when I was younger and I grew up in western Ohio where it was really small woodlots and and uh like not in mostly agriculture um I did I was not a fan of deer drives I didn't understand like you know in that type of stuff it was like oh yeah that seems that seems like it would just be easy like yeah you push out one side they come out the other like that's easy it's like in this stuff it's not like that there's so many variables so it's like it's it's become this huge challenge i mean how we did it for three we didn't kill a buck even until our third season doing it and we had some close calls but we never we didn't get one killed and we do it with muzzleloaders so that's also a whole new like a crazy yeah. fun aspect but, but anyway anyway getting off topic getting into the <laughs> strategy of it more than the hair the hair strategy so I, I was going in and it was uh we were trying to drop on the back side of the ridge which put us into some really weird terrain and steep stuff and it was actually super cold so it was everything was frozen like the actual dirt you know the the um topsoil was frozen so everything was super slick because there was snow and then the ground was frozen and i kind of got down i was leading the way and we were trying to be you know sneaky to get on the back side of this ridge and i took a tumble down in this little ditch and there was a big thick stem of green briar in a in a also just a small sampling right beside each other and somehow my hair slid between the two of those things and wrapped around that green briar and i was sliding downhill and it was uphill and I just got hung up completely on that <laughs> to the point where it was like where my buddy Ben was right there and he had to he had to like put everything down, come over there and like pick my hair out of that <laughs> And I was like, dude, if I'd have been by myself, I'd have probably just had to cut my hair off. Like just <laughs> I could just cut it off. Because it was like it was in there so good, and it was it wasn't real comfortable. And what what is also funny about it is like I've got to the point now where I've had this long of hair on and off since well, really since probably the seventh grade. But um, I boys had a little bit longer hair, so I'm pretty used to it. But now I'm so used to it that like it'll just get snagged, and I'll just pull right through stuff. I mean, it's <laughs> the neck it, muscles are strong. <laughs> Yeah, or or like if I know it's gonna hurt, I can just grab it up close to the root of it and just pull it through. And you know, I'm sure it's not the best for you know hair health, but that's not what I'm out here going after. <laughs> I, I just envisioned when you said you got snagged up and you were sliding downhill is like two years later, some somebody's walking through there looking for sheds or something and there's this skeleton with with like the the hair that you have caught in this in this tree and you couldn't make it out and you ended up dying <laughs> oh, shoot. yeah i mean you, you never know i guess <laughs> you never know you never know you never, oh man a, maybe if you don't have a knife and you can't get it ripped out of there who knows who knows, man? Um, so, uh, this upcoming year, I know you've already kind of mentioned you're 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 stoking the fires for turkey, but do you have any any uh, big plans for big game archery hunts? Any hunts uh, that you're going to be doing firsts of this upcoming year? Yeah, I I'm hoping to draw a tag in Wyoming 
yeah uh, for elk that's that's kind of the that's kind of the hope i feel like i got pretty decent odds of doing it how many um, preference points three three okay yeah um and it's not anything fancy and that's yeah. that's kind of what i like about that's kind of what i like about uh elk hunting you know i try to I try to do just go um, that's kind of like my long-term goal of elk hunting is just go as much as possible and not get too caught up in you know getting the best hunt as much as just getting the experience and um i've been able to go the last three seasons which seems crazy because three years ago it's like man i want to get my foot you know i want to get my foot in the door of elk hunting like, yeah. i want to kind of start doing it and uh we've been doing it now and we we killed a bull the first year in colorado and then we killed two last year in colorado one in archery and one during rifle um so it's been fun to like kind of get a little bit of experience doing it and then um trying a new state's going to be a lot of fun hopefully so that's kind of the number one thing that i'm hoping for for september and then really i don't pass that so far i don't have anything that um, I'm positive on. I'd really like to do some archery hunting in the the Midwest again. Um, like, you know, Iowa is out of the question, but like I've I've considered some of the states around Iowa, like um, Minnesota, Wisconsin, Illinois, Missouri. Those states kind of always just catch my interest just because they're over the counter i could go you know right. pick up a tag go hunting so that's and i kind of like that i kind of miss that uh farm country mix a little bit I, I like to hunt all different types of stuff but i haven't really hunted personally in that farm country timber mix so i'm kind of hoping to mix a little of that in and then the one thing to the final thing that i'm well, there's two final things. Sometime in the tail end of November, early December, I really want to dedicate some time to trying tracking um, up north. That's something I tried for the first time in New York this past season. And man, just that, like kind of the culture around tracking, the um, unique strategy of it, the fact that you can keep moving, yeah. all is just really exciting to me. And I want to dedicate more time to it. I only had three days to do it. And, you know, it's kind of that classic deal where you've got limited time. It's like the last day, you know, you start finding more good sign. We were on a lot more good tracks that day. And we actually tracked deer that day. And, um, you know, it made me chomping at the bit for more. So um, I'm excited to do that. I don't know where I'll do that yet. It'll probably depend on conditions and you know just kind of how all the season plays out and then the final thing is i think um like i'd mentioned that muzzleloader hunting we might try to add our group might try to add another state to the list like we've been doing doing ohio we're thinking about adding another another state to do that group hunting and just try to do a quick four or five day trip and yeah. wherever we can kind of get time off or take a couple days on the front end and the tail end of a weekend and just go somewhere new, try something different, start learning something different, and just add that to our our uh, list of experiences doing that stuff. Because, like I said earlier, doing that and, and being able to move and move as a group, yeah. everybody just sees so much. It's like it's like it's like if you're shed hunting with like 
10 different people, you know, you just come, everybody comes back and they're like, well, I saw this here. I saw this here. I saw this here. There's betting on this and there's scrape here. There's a good trail here. Like everybody comes back with that every single time. Yeah. And it just helps you learn things on a big scale in a way that like, I just don't think I get solo hunting or, yeah. or hunting with just another person. Yeah. The more so. eyes, the more scouting, the more terrain covered, the more game you can uh, run into. It's, uh, you know, just it's basic statistics, man. Yeah. And and then it like, it just helps for so many different situations. I mean, that that's the beauty of, of all hunting to me. And like one thing that I've really, really, really tried to focus on, um, you know, throughout the traveling stuff is just always look at being out there as any opportunity to learn. And I think when you have that mentality, um, no matter where you're at, even if you're never planning on deer hunting there, or you have no expectation of deer hunting there, even in five years down from down the road, when you're looking at like where you're seeing the sign in turkey season or where you're seeing the turkey sign in deer season or where you're seeing the elk sign in turkey season like if you're just always out there trying to learn as much as you possibly can it's crazy how much that translates into any old hunt i mean you could have learned something in you know the mountains of georgia turkey hunting that all of a sudden you might be do you might be like referencing when you're hunting in pennsylvania for example and it's it really is crazy i mean hell we do it i do it all the time with um elk where i'm like okay elk are or deer are bedding in this type of terrain feature it's like let's just blow that up on this huge mountain and we can guess that this is where the elk are going to want to be bedded you know it's you just you just take what you've learned in different places and just reference that constantly and that's it's like a, a mental catalog yeah, yeah, and that's the advantage of having all those guys during a deer drive. It's like you're just making that cat. You're just like putting a whole bunch of pages into a chapter of that catalog, like real fast, because there's so many different eyes out there. And then again, I get to sit here and watch the game footage, right? So it's like I get to just watch it over and over and over again. It's just it's it's kind of never ending if you allow it to be. And if and, it, and I think you know. If, if you don't go into it thinking, well, I might learn something today. And you're just like, ah, this is going to be whatever, whatever. I'm just yeah. going out there. Like, then, then you're probably not going to take anything away from it. And right. I just think having that attitude of, hey, I'm going to learn something today, then you usually do. And it, it's really helpful. That's a fact, man. That's a fact. <laughs> well, Zach, man, I, uh, I, I appreciate the conversation. Thank you very much for taking time out of your day and uh, chatting with us today, man. And uh, I'll just say this. Good luck in 2022. Thank you. Good luck to you, too. Thanks for having me. I really enjoyed it. It was a nice break from editing turkey videos. <laughs> <laughs>